Hi, welcome to another PSD cast from Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Alex Palt, and I've got a friend of the show, Jonah Tiener-Balin from Aerovironment, and uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Chevy Bolt, which is actually uh, a very specific thing to talk about, but I understand you've got a lot of interesting uh, stuff to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. We, as you know, we just announced our uh, relationship with General Motors to support their Bolt with our EV charging uh, equipment. Wow, well, you know, and that's a very important space because for all of the shiny, happy EVs zipping around, people expect to do the infrastructure side. There's still some heavy lifting to make sure all those electrons get crammed back into the car at the end of the day. Yes, that's right. So the um, the Bolt has the longest electric range of any car available on the market with the exception of some high-priced uh, Teslas. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the, it's the same space that Tesla is targeting with their Model 3. And uh, But exactly. GM is coming to market with it now in December. Um, and so we're real excited to see, you know, how well does a car that has 238 miles of range, of EPA range, do um, in the United States. And I think, you know, what's interesting is that EV sales have been pretty specific to certain markets, typically mm-hmm. the West Coast in, in Oregon, Washington, and especially in California, where I live. And then um, some spot markets in Colorado, Texas, Florida, Georgia. Um, but they have not really made it to the Northeast. There's not a high level of adoption yet in the Northeast, and you would think that that would be surprising given the politics and the people that live there, that you would think that they would be buying EVs hand over fist. But the current EVs are have a, a the battery, because it's smaller and the range is lower, it presents a real problem for those, um, for those uh, would-be drivers in the northeastern market. Mm-hmm. And that is... Oh, I would also, winter- uh, if I may, if I may, Joan, yeah, I would ahead. also say people are, ter- people are terrified of winter which is directly related to battery um, life and capacity as well. So charging is something that would definitely address those fears. Well, you hit the, you hit the nail on the head. So we've seen some vehicles that in the wintertime, their battery useful range is reduced from anywhere from 25 to even 50%. And so if wow. you have an EV, most of the all-electric EVs on the road today are in the 70 to 90 miles of range. Newer ones are coming out in the 100, but no one has come out with um, a car at a $30,000 price point after incentives, um, after the federal uh, rebate. Um, mm-hmm. That gets over 200 miles of range, and so now if if you're driving a car with 100 miles of range and it's the winter time, a commute that used to be round trip, you know, 40, 50, 60 miles, you're getting really close to not being able to make that trip, and that's where exactly. range anxiety kicks in. Now, if you've got a car with over 200 miles, you've got 100 plus miles of effective range in the worst conditions. And that's more than enough for the vast majority of commuters, um, which is basically the target for electric vehicle um, uh, suppliers today. Car companies are really targeting mm-hmm. this commuter segment. About 35 to 40% of cars purchased in the United States are purchased for commuting purposes. And so right. that is, that is uh, pretty much the market that many EV 
um, suppliers are going after right now. And to make that work, you need to have at least an effective range of about 80 miles. And you can see quickly that in the wintertime, a lot of cars don't, don't make that uh, today. And now the Bolt is coming out that's got 200 of almost 240 miles. And so we're really excited to see if the, the batteries um, can be, uh, provide the range that will support driving in the worst winter conditions. Mm-hmm. Now, can you exp- explain or describe the uh, charging station solution you guys and gals have uh, created? Sure. So this is a product based upon our existing line of EV chargers, our circular EVSERS that is mm-hmm. uh, prolific in the industry and has been used by over a half dozen other automakers for, um, uh, for their to support their EVs, um, but we've up, upped the power a little bit. We've gone from 30 amps at 240 volts to 32 amps. And um, the reason why we did this is that the Bolt has an onboard charger. This is what converts the AC power coming in uh, from your home or, you know, your workplace into DC power for the battery. And, and the typical size for an all-electric car is about 6.6. Well, the the um, onboard charger for the Chevy Bolt is 7.7, I believe, and um, 7.2 or 7.7. I'd have to check that. But it's big enough that it can it can take 32 amps of power, and that little bit of extra right. juice is actually meaningful to customers who are driving longer distances. And so we we up the power of the um, of our charging equipment uh, by a little bit. Um, but it's to give – it's because the, the Chevy Bolt can take advantage of that faster charging. Um, and that's something that's important to keep in mind is that not every car can take as fast a charge as another car. Typically, plug-in hybrids right. can, can charge about three times faster than their standard 120 cord set um, or about uh, 12 miles per hour. Um, at the max, and then an all-electric um, car can typically charge about 25 miles per hour max, um, whereas now the Bolt can get a, a few more miles per hour above that even. Our, um, so it's a, um, we're leveraging the existing infrastructure in the vehicle to provide a, a bit of a faster charge for Bolt drivers. Right. So it's an actual inboard solution, then. It's not an, it's not an external adapter cable thing out of what the configuration so um, every it's a good question every electric vehicle has um, a battery pack it has an onboard charger and it has a port to connect to infrastructure and mm-hmm. we provide the infrastructure that connects to the car and we pro- it's basically a sophisticated safety device that makes sure that the infrastructure you're plugging into so at your home or at work, is properly installed. So it, has, it can sense that it's properly grounded, that it's getting the right power. Um, and then it talks to the car, and they communicate um, to basically say, the charger says, hey, I can provide this much power. The car says, great, I want only this much power. And then the charger says, okay, fine, I'll, I'll give you what you need. So you can, you can take right. a charger that can charge five times faster, and you can put it on a, a car that can only take – a, a slower charge. It can still, it'll still function properly. Um, right. It just will. The car will just ask for less power, and it will charge more slowly than a comparable car with a bigger 
capacity, a bigger onboard charger. Right. So the onboard charger is the piece that, that can, I'm sorry, go ahead. Right, I apologize, Jonah, but I think so. Then your de- your device allows the pipe to be uh, to beat up an analogy. You're, you're a pressure valve that allows the tank to be filled at the maximum capacity rate. That's right. So we're providing the um, the maximum amount of power. We tell the car that we can provide the maximum amount of power available given the circuit, the installation, and the handle. charger. Right, and the car says. Okay, given the state of charge of my battery and the size of my onboard charger and the charging algorithm that we want to use that will prolong life or maximize charge um, rate, minimize charge time, this is how much power I want. Because sometimes the charge rate is not consistent. Um, Cars will typically charge from up to 80% vary at the Mm -hmm. maximum rate. And then as the charge approaches... Um, 100% full, it will taper down so that it doesn't overshoot and cause damage to the batteries. It doesn't overheat the batteries. So they'll, they'll, the charge may taper off. So it may ask for 30 amps or 32 amps of charge up front, but over when, as it gets past that 80% or 90% threshold, and it varies by car company and by model, um, it, will, uh, it will taper off. And so you, it may take you, you know, you can relatively quickly charge to 80% capacity, but then it might slow down a little bit to finish the charge for the car. Does that make sense? Yes. Got it. Got it. Well, in other words, it's, it's an intelligent power management system, handles the handshake between the car and the rest of the grid. That's right. That's, you got it. Sweet. Well, you explained it well. I, you know, it's, and the, <laughs> well, the nice thing is, 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 the key is these are all technologies that are enabling higher adoption, higher acceptance, and that's critical because once we reach critical mass, then the development goes nuts and you see all kinds of cool new stuff. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, frankly, I think we're seeing all kinds of cool new stuff now with um, <laughs> pilot, pilots of automated, you know, uh, automated uh, cars or uh, driverless cars. Um, we're starting to see, um, and I think we talked about this last time, integration between the more integration between the utility and um, your car, possibly, mm-hmm. um, coming down the pipeline, and. Um, you know, and then hopefully with this new Bolt and similar car models with, you know, 200-plus miles of range, a greater adoption of electric vehicles throughout the United States and globally. Right, exactly. My hopes exactly, John. My hopes exactly. So, hey, yep. uh, just to remind our audience, uh, you've been on the show before, but where can they go to get some more information from AeroVironment? Uh, well, you can come to our website, evsolutions.com. That's where you can find out about all of our charge solutions. Uh, we currently have an exclusive with um, GM. So if you want the 32-amp uh, AeroVironment charger, uh, you would have to go get your Bolt at the local GM dealership and then pick up an AeroVironment charger along with it. Otherwise, our 30-amp chargers and our 16-amp turbo cords, our portable solution are all available um, on our website. Again, that's evsolutions.com. Thanks a lot, Jonah. And as you know, before I let you go, I always give my guests the last word on my show. So it could be a little more about the product or the company or just a tip for our audience. The floor is yours. I would just say have a safe and happy holidays.
That's right. Well, unfortunately, this will probably post after the holidays, but we'll go retroactively and say we hope everybody had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and Hanukkah and uh, Kwanzaa and uh, Festivus and uh, Saturnalia. (laughs) Absolutely. You got it. We covered somebody. If if I missed anybody out there, I apologize. Hanukkah. Yes, everybody now. I think think you got them all. Thank you very much. There we go. There we go. Everybody should be happy. All right. Well, you have a great one, and I look forward to um, having another chance to talk to you about some of the cool technology we're working on. Very cool, Joni. You take care, and uh, have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. And, oh, and almost forgot. See, we're all so chummy here. I want to thank my audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Power Systems Design. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>